this is Micah Tyler, and you are listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast. On today's episode, we sit down with Micah Tyler. Micah just recently released a brand new book called Walking Free, Taking Small Steps to a Big God. You can catch Micah on tour with Mercy Me. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys podcast, the podcast for Christian music fans by Christian music fans. Christian Music Guys recently got to go and check out the Hits Deep Tour uh, with Toby Mac and Orlando, Florida at the Amway Center, and it was a wonderful night. Uh, we got to hang out with John Reddick uh, for a little bit and uh, just got to talk ministry with him and what he's got going on, and uh, such a down-to-earth guy, and uh, he's going to be coming back here on our uh, show very soon, and so that will be uh, exciting and uh, Toby, man, he the, the show was amazing. So, uh, uh, Cochran and Company played, and uh, Tarion, which is on uh, t- uh, Toby's Diverse City band, she performed a few songs, and we uh, have met Tarion before. She's awesome. And uh, Tasha Layton came up there and sang and uh, worshipped, and then Crowder Crowder came up there, and uh, the show was amazing with Crowder. He sang probably for about forty-five minutes, and um, he was he was awesome as as always. Crowder can put on a wonderful, wonderful show, and then of course the big the big dog, uh, Toby Mac, uh, played probably for almost two hours. Uh, his set consisted of twenty songs, and sang you know new stuff obviously from Life After Death. Which, by the way, was recently nominated for a Grammy for a Christian Music Album uh, of the Year. So, congrats, Toby, on that nomination, on that Grammy nomination. And um, he's saying, you know, there were some highlights that I really, uh, you know, enjoyed. Uh, he did the Show Up, Choose Love. And of course, John Reddick was there to sing that with him. And then he's saying, Speak Life, which Tasha came out there and sang with, with him. And then, uh, Hello, Future. Uh, one of Toby's good songs and Crowder came out and did a uh, part of that song with him. And then Toby did a worship uh, part in the uh, set and he sang goodness of God, which was wonderful. And then he did me without you with uh, Mr. Michael Cochran, Cochran and company came out and then DJ Madge did his thing uh, uh, for about five minutes or so different songs like that and got the audience pumped back up. And then Toby Matt came back out and he sang a few more songs uh, to end the night and ended it with Fill It. And, of, of course, with every Toby show, there's high energy. Um, the gospel is presented, and, and you're going to walk away feeling refreshed and and just excited. And a lot of people walked away with no voices because of the screaming and the and the singing. So uh, Toby Mac always puts on a, an amazing show. And so you could check out him on tour right now on the Hits Deep Tour at TobyMac.com. And uh, he's going all over the United States. So there's probably a city. He's coming to a city near you. And I know uh, Monday he uh, was in Tampa because of the Grammys. So the, the show got moved to Monday night. And Mr. Michael Tate came out with a surprise and uh, did a couple DC Talk songs. And so we saw some clips of that. And that looked amazing as always. We love DC Talk. Um, and so... Uh, we have a blog coming out on everything and more the 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 whole set list and and all the details of the the, the night 
and you could check that on our website, christianmusicguys.com. Uh, it'll be released later this week. So like I said in the beginning, we did recently sat down with Micah Tyler. Micah uh, just wrote a book called Walking Free, Taking Small Steps to a Big God, which you can find on his website, micahtyler.com and Caleb. It is a Caleb book, caleb.com, Amazon, uh, anywhere basically where you can buy a book. And starting in March, he will be going on the Always Only Jesus Tour with Mercy Me. So you can catch Micah out on that with Taya and Mercy Me. It'll be an awesome show. Check out this interview. Hey, Micah, thank you so much for taking the time and chatting with me this this afternoon. Dude, so grateful to be on hanging out with you today. Yeah, so let, let's get uh, started uh, right into it. Uh, for some of our listeners may have just been, uh, you know, introduced to your music and, and things like that. And so can you, can you tell our listeners briefly on uh, how did you get your start in uh, the CCM world and, and music? Yeah. So um, I, I stepped out to do music actually last week uh, was 12 years to the day. That was my last Sunday as a youth pastor. I had bought a guitar okay. when I was 20, hoping some of the kids in the youth group could learn how to play it. They didn't. So I just kind of started strumming around on it. And then seven years later, I felt this calling to step out and do music. And it wasn't because we had a record deal or anything like that. It was like, we just felt this calling to be faithful. So stepped out, sold over half what we owned, bought a single wide mobile home trailer, started doing some odd jobs at the same time and like stepping out and doing the music thing. And so I was an independent artist for about five years. And then, um, the short version of the story is I actually was supposed to open for Phil Wickham at a show in Tyler, Texas, that Phil was never able to be at. It was a sold, sold out Phil Wickham show. I'd never been to this place in, in Tyler before. They didn't know who I was. Um, Phil had asked me to open for him because I'd opened for him at another show that he did locally where I lived. Um, we get there and they had all, there was a storm cloud sitting on the airport where he was supposed to land and mm. his plane could not land. And so they ended up having to land six hours away. So I found out 15 minutes before the show started that I was going to do a Phil Wickham show without Phil Wickham. <laughs> so <laughs> like they're all out there going, Phil, Phil, Phil. And so anyways, I get out there and just didn't know what to do except for just like try to love these people as best as I could. So they broke the news to the crowd and then turned it over to me, which was a, not my favorite of intros. Um, and then I just got out there and sang every song that I could think of, told every story I could tell, laughed, cried, everything in between. And the next day I get a phone call from Phil's road manager just saying like, hey, what did you do last night? And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. I think I blacked out. Like I was just trying to survive. I didn't know what to do in that situation. Yeah. But he said, man, we just keep getting people telling us how great of a job you did. We'd love for you to do more things with us. So I ended up going out on tour with Phil uh, right after that and Shane and Shane on the Christmas tour. And then fast forward a few months later and I ended up signing a record deal at the same label that Phil's at. And I signed a management deal where Phil was managed and I signed a booking deal where Phil was being booked. And so, you know, I guess I got my start in Christian music uh, because Phil Wickham didn't show up for a show. <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming when you started to sing, everybody noticed the vocal difference between you and Phil. I mean, he, he has people, a couple octaves higher, I believe, than, than you are. Absolutely. So. People ask me, they're like, so did you sing Phil Wickham songs? And I said, the only thing worse than Phil Wickham not showing up for a show is me singing all of his songs for him. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I laid off of that, and I, I kind of kept my lower register to myself. Yeah, you go. <laughs> so, Micah, you have a, a brand-new book out, uh, Walking Free, uh, Taking Small Steps to a to a Big God. And yeah. uh, I, just, I just finished it a couple days ago, and it's, it's a wonderful book. And so can you tell our listeners, uh, you know, there, there's so many people writing book, writing different books and things like that. And so what, 
what made you and stirred in your spirit to, to write this book? Yeah, it, it's kind of a crazy story because I really, I wasn't planning on writing a book. It was originally a song called Walking Free. And, um, but what happened was, you know, a song is three and a half minutes. And there's a lot more to cover when you start talking about walking with Jesus uh, than three and a half minutes worth. I mean, the Bible's just full of that. And so um, I, I found myself going, man, there's a lot more to talk about than outside of this song here. And so when we released the song, the response to it was so unique and so special. Um, I just had constantly peace in them and, and how, how God had revealed freedom to them and, and what it looked like for them to walk with Jesus and the ways that God had freed them from addiction or abuse or, you know, all these different stories, crazy, crazy stories. And so it just really kind of stayed on the edge of my heart for a long time. And when the song was out at Christian radio about a year and a half ago, I was like, Hey, I see other artists writing these like seven day U version Bible app, like studies. And I was like, what if I wrote like seven steps uh, when, when we're walking free or something like that? Mentioned to the management company and they said, Hey, it's a great idea. Look, we'll see what we can do about that. I said, I don't know how to do it. So just tell me how to do that. I'd love to write something down. Next thing I know, I'm coming into town for a, for a tour and they said, Hey, we got a meeting we want you to come to. I show up and was kind of like bombarded a little bit. They said, Hey, this is a book publisher and we'd like for you to write this book. I said, What book are we talking about right now? And they said, We we heard what you want to say with these seven steps to walking free. Do you think we could talk a little bit more about that? And I was like, I mean, to be honest with you, I was having to limit it to seven because I have a lot more to say. And they said, Well, just tell us about it. So we start this conversation. And, and, and I realized quickly, I was like, oh my gosh, I have so much in reserve in my chest around the guys teach me about this thing. And they said, we'd like to partner mm-hmm. with a guy named Robert Mullen. Robert's a, an author as well. And we can get together and like, you guys just see what happens. And so Robert and I just started talking and we just started writing and we just started really exploring the depths of what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus. And it just like all these things just started coming alive. Now, what's really funny is that we finished the book. It's 42 steps with a couple of extra intros and outros and that kind of stuff. The whole thing was done. And then after it was over with, they said, hey, this is so good. We love it so much. Is there any way that maybe you could write like a seven-day version study based on these seven steps inside of this book to be able to go along with that? And so what's funny is now I have the seven-day version thing. And all I had to do was write a book to get it. <laughs> And what's, what is awesome too about it, it's uh it's a study guide, you know, there's, there's questions at the end of each chapter. Yeah. And so that's, it's really cool to, to do that, you know, with, with a small group or whatever. And so that's, that's a, an amazing idea that you don't see in a lot of books. Yeah. We, we, we wanted to try to, instead of being like, all right, here's point A and here's point B, right? It's like, let's not worry about tomorrow is going to be its own day. Tomorrow has enough worries of its own. It's got enough joys of its own. Yesterday has enough experiences for itself. We can't go back and do anything about yesterday. The only day that we can be faithful to is today. So what if today we focused on taking one step at a time and every step being this very direct, very purposeful, very meaningful step towards Jesus and away from things of this world. So every one of these steps in this book is just a step from something to something else, from something that this world offers to something better in Jesus. And so at the end of every step, we're just like, okay, how did, what, what, how, what affected you here? What, what is God teaching you about this step right now? And so what I love about it is that we do six steps in a row. And then the seventh step every week um, is a retracing your step. You know, God looked back after, on the seventh day and looked back and had to do some recounting, right? He said that it was good. He rested. Yeah. He looked back at everything. So on that seventh step every week, it's like, okay, let's look back at the last six steps. Look back at the journaling that you've done this week and the things that you've written, notes that you've made, the experiences you've had, and just say, okay, what did God do this week? What was a hard step for you? What was an easy step for you? What 
What are some things that you can be working on to grow in your relationship and the depth of your um, love for the Lord and stuff? And so it's been really neat to hear the response people have had to because people are going, yeah, I really taking it slow and taking it one step at a time. I thought was going to be like beleaguering and, and boring, but instead I'm really able to go deeper in these walks with Jesus. And it's been really special so far. In, in your book, you talk about, you, you said for, for far too many people stay stuck because they believe their first step has to be a huge leap. Mm. That's simply not true with God, whether an inch or a mile, it's the forward progress that counts. Yeah. And uh, I really like that quote. So can you uh, tell us a little more yeah. about that? You know, we, we've heard the the phrase, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, right? But boy, I tell you, that first step is hard. Because it, you you really have to like, it, it's, it's the first decision to move forward. It's the first decision to walk away, to leave something behind, especially if we're feeling captivated by, by something, right? Um, and and what, I, what I think is really interesting to me as we've gone through this process here and really like prayed about it and thought through it and talked to people who are doing the book. Um, I think a lot of the times we don't know where to start. And what we think is, is like, okay, if I'm going to follow after Jesus, then I got to get some stuff straightened out first. I got I got to fix me. I've got to I've got to get cleaned up. It's like I can't go back to church until I get my life straightened out or I can't start to re- really walk in my relationship with Jesus until I get everything figured out. I'm going, you will never have anything figured out away from Jesus. You will never be able to clean yourself up enough to walk into a church service and and think that they at the end of the day, we we are the only religion. Every other religion has this God on a pedestal, this God in an idol type situation where if you work hard enough, if you do enough good things, if you can strive for enough, if you can achieve enough, if you can check all the boxes, then maybe, maybe, maybe you'll make your way all the way up to the mountain where your God sits, right? But our God is the only one that said, you'll never be as holy as I am. You'll never be able to reach up to my goodness. You'll never be able to make it to where I am because I'm so high and lifted up that I will send Jesus completely down to the middle of the muck and the mire to walk with you, to to love you right where you are. So if someone wants to start a journey, that first step can feel so hard and so difficult. And so people are like, well, where's the starting line? I'm like, right where you are. Like right now, from wherever you are on this road right now, The first step is just pointing our eyes towards the author and perfecter of our faith, running the race that is with endurance and taking aside these heavy weights that weigh us down. So that's what I'm hoping the book is doing right now is just pointing people in the right direction and cheering them on to take that first step. That's good. Uh, You said um, also in your book, you said each, each step away from the need to control allows us to step into the comfort of Christ. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I had to read that a few times to really, you know, let it sink into my spirit. And so, yeah. can you explain that to our listeners, that that, that part? Yeah, I, I think that we forget that sometimes Jesus gives us uncomfortable as a blessing. Like the discomfort yeah. we feel in this world is because we're not made for this world. That, 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 that I mean, Jesus promises us not that everything's going to be easy that when we follow him. He says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart because I've overcome the world. So when we take heart, it, it goes back to what that first Peter five, seven, that says, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. How incredible is that statement? Number one, he knows that we'll have cares, cares in a good way, things that we love, things that we're passionate about, but also things that, that are, are troubling us and cares that we have. Like, yeah. like, you know, and he says, I am not only a safe place for you to cast those cares upon, but also I care about you. 
So we take comfort knowing that in our discomfort, in the places in this world that, that trouble us and give us these hard times, that there is a savior. There is a, a, a lover of our soul who looks at us and says, I love you so much that I will give you a safe place to rest. That the right, that my name is a strong tower that when the righteous run in, they can be safe. So the comfort that we experience through walking with Jesus may cause us some discomfort in this world, but there's always this foundation of love from God that says, hey, I will be here to care for you. I will be here to walk with you and I will be here to give you the peace and comfort that's beyond your own understanding. That's, you know, a lot of Christians um, know that verse, you know, casting our cares and giving our worries to him. And, um, but we don't, there's so many of us hold on to it and and say, God, I can do it. I can handle it. And, you know, and then we pile all this stuff on. And then at the end of the week or at the end of the day, we're, we're mentally and spiritually exhausted and have so much weight on us. And so, um, we just have to get rid of, you know, stop being in control so much and, and allow God yeah. to to do that. Yeah. And it's it's not easy. I mean, I, I, I am a, uh, I love serving people. And so the last thing I want to do is give them a way to serve me. I, I don't want to be a burden. I want to be a blessing to somebody. But at the end of the day, we were not meant to walk this road alone. God has given us a body in Christ for us to be able to rely on. He's given us Jesus to be able to, depend on it. One of the best blessings that God can give us, and it's a hard one, is need. Because here's the deal. At the end of the day, we need Jesus. Sometimes we don't feel that way because we think that we can solve our own problems. But in those moments where you're going, God, I need you. That's whenever, when it says that he draws near the brokenhearted, that phrase would not exist if we weren't going to have broken hearts. You know? And it says in Galatians that he gives us freedom to set us free. Like God created freedom so that he could give it to us because he knew that we were going to have things that were going to captivate us on this earth. And so what a friend that we just have in Jesus to know that, hey, every once in a while, I'm going to give you exactly what you want or exactly what you need right here. But at the end of the day, sometimes I'm going to give you something to need so I can show up and and, and my strength can be made perfect in your weakness. Yeah, that's good. So you you had mentioned this earlier a little bit, but uh, so your approach to this book was also, you know, obviously different, um, you know, and so the process of writing this book as, you know, your process of your creativity, writing music, what did you learn about uh, yourself through this process? I'm sure you, you found out all sorts of things, maybe that you had hidden, hidden gifts or talents or, you know, what was the the process like? Yeah, I think what was what was more funny to me was I thought it was going to be a whole different experience. I thought that writing a book because yeah. a song is three and a half minutes and this book is 250 right. pages. So like there's definitely yeah. a content difference in the two things. But what was surprising to me was that I was able to apply the same rules that I use for songwriting. I have two rules when I write music. Rule number one, every song you ever hear come from me has been vetted and lined up with scripture. Because if it's not, mm-hmm. it's not worth singing about. It's not worth me leaving my wife and three kids to go and sing a concert somewhere where I'm singing things that don't even actually mean anything. So for me, Mm -hmm. rule number one is always going to be scripture is the foundation of everything I write. And I was able to apply that to this book 100%. Every chapter is just coded and foundationally filled um, with scripture, with God's truth. And rule number two is I have these two feet that God has given me, and I am supposed to be wherever my feet are. Wherever Wherever my feet end up, that's where I'm supposed to be. So I can only be faithful to wherever my feet are. And my chest sits right above that with his heart inside of it that can feel only the things 
that my feet take me to. My eyes can only see the things that are around me. I'm only able to experience things that God is giving to my point of view. So my my rule number two is always write from what God is teaching you, what God is showing you, what God is leading you, what God is is, is having to prove to you and how you're trying to trust the Lord. So I applied that to music and I was able to apply the exact same things to the truth of this book and go, God, some of these things are steps that you have taught me. And some of these are steps that I'm reading in scripture that need to be true in my life that I'm trying to learn how to do. I tell people all the time, this is not a self-help book. This is not me being on the other side of the finish line being like, I did it. I figured out how to be free. And this is how you do it too. And come join me over here. It's me going, I am in the trenches with you. This is not a self-help book. This is a Jesus help me book. And so it's me going, hey, if we're going to be in the trenches, let's do it together. Let's get shoulder to shoulder and take this one step at a time. And so I think that was the neatest part for me was going, I don't have to have it all figured out to be able to believe and trust the truth of God's promises don't change just because of the difficulty in my circumstances and that we can always have a an, an eye and a pointed towards, like I said, just the author and perfecter of our faith and that we can go forward together and that the rules that I used for songwriting were the same rules that I was able to apply to this book. There you go. What, what is your hope uh, to people when they, when they read your book, Walking Free? What, what do you hope that they get out of uh, reading it and, yeah. you know, I hope they get so much that they have to give so much. I, I, I hope that it changes their hearts. I love what it says in Acts 420. It's whenever the disciples were given the mantle of going out and, and spreading the gospel. Jesus has died. He's risen again. He's offered the Holy Spirit to them. He took off. He went back to heaven. He ascended and he leaves them with this challenge to go out and to, to point people back towards the way, the truth and the life. And they start doing it. And thousands of people are coming to know this, this way of following Jesus and the Pharisees were really upset about it. And they went to, they grabbed a couple of disciples and they said, hey, you need to calm down. Like, you've got to stop doing this. You're going to make it harder on yourselves because you're making it harder on us. And I'm paraphrasing here, but Acts 4.20 basically just says, how can we not talk about the things that we have seen and heard? Like, how can we deny what we've done? So my prayer is that the truth of the gospel inside of the pages of this book permeates a person so much that they start telling other people, not about a book, not about me and my stories, but about the guide that has led their hearts to something more, something better, and to a freedom that only he can give. Amen. Amen. Uh, well, we've asked some pretty, uh, some softball questions. And so now we're going to get into the deep oh my gosh. theological questions, Micah. Let's do it. <laughs> this, this is a, a segment we like to call favorite things. And so I'm just going to give you a word and you give me your favorite thing. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite food? Oh my gosh. I mean, I can't go wrong with a hot car, but I tell you, I steak. If you just, you give me a, a good slab of meat, uh, I, I, that, that puts me in a happy mood every single time. What, how do you like it cooked? I'm, I float between rare and medium rare. Like I'm kind of that guy. Okay. Right? Medium rare is where I hang out most of the time, but I've, I've been kind of dabbling into the rare steaks a little more. You are a child of God. Then. <laughs> there we go. I want to taste the meat, not the, the, not the charcoal, right? <laughs> what is your go-to favorite movie? Oh, my gosh. Um, the Goonies, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I would say, yeah, I, Dumb and Dumber. It's somewhere between a comedy and an adventure. Those are all the things that I there really kind of gravitate towards. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, Do you have a show that you binge? Uh, I'm a sports junkie, so I'm, I, okay. I, I'm more like podcasts and like sports stuff and that kind of thing. So like I, I can I can watch football and basketball and baseball all day long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is who is your favorite artist of all time? 
Oh my gosh. Uh, Ray Charles would be one. Um, Garth Brooks. Uh, my, my mom and dad had very different tastes in music and they both played music all the time growing up. So I have a weird assortment mm-hmm. of, like my mom would be listening to like Michael Bolton and Elvis and doo-wop music and my dad's listening to like hair metal and <laughs> Willie Nelson. So there's a big gumbo pot in my heart of all kinds of different artists. I love. <laughs> Uh, is there a dream duet? Oh my gosh! Well, a lot of people I want to do that with are dead. <laughs> we can't pull up Ray, Ray Charles and Elvis right now. Um, I mean, Garth Brooks would be like a dream come true because I'm a Texas guy. He's an Oklahoma guy. It's a, you can't get out of Texas without having a fiddle in the band and like some sort of an appreciation for Garth Brooks. So I would think that that's probably kind of where I would land. Probably. There you go. Uh, do you have a uh, favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, okay. So there, Andy's frozen custard. Is a is it's a little chain. There's one in Tyler, Texas. Actually, we're playing the Phil Wickham show, um, and I remember uh, they have something called the Ooey Gooey. It's vanilla ice cream, and it has bits of like Heath bar and like caramel in there. Mm. And custard is like a whole different level of ice cream. So yeah. that, that I don't know if that answers the actual question, but that is that is my you know. If there's just one frozen confection you're going to put in front of me, and I'm not going to be able to deny it. That's it right there. Have you ever had Culver's? I have. They have good it's, it's good. It absolutely. The custard is just a whole different level of ice cream. Like I, it's a superior right. ice cream, not to any of you ice cream heads out there, but like that's a, that's a real special, that's a, that's a God given opportunity right there. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite podcast? Um, I listen to, I listen, it's more styles, but I kind of bounce around. I listen to Malcolm Gladwell, uh, revisionist history. I listen to a couple different sports podcasts. I listen to a couple of like, comedy and storytelling murder podcast i've gotten into like true crime so i, I kind of float around I'm, I'm, I'm my adhd kind of keeps me dabbling in a bunch of different places all at once yeah uh do you have a uh, a favorite christian music podcast micah i mean this one would be at the top of the list i would yeah, believe for sure i'm sure yeah <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> yeah i'm all in uh there you go and uh lastly do you have a favorite bible verse uh you know what? Romans eight twenty eight, uh, for God loves those who are called according to his purpose. Um, God works for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. Because at the end of the day, I, my, my trust is not in what I can do for the Lord, but just simply me loving him and wanting to follow him is always a confirmation uh, of his nearness. Like he's near me no matter what. He is he is all surrounding. He is the firm foundation beneath my feet. He is filling me up and he is watching over me. But I find that the times where I'm able to be affectionate towards him and he's so quick to be affectionate back. So I, I, that's one that kind of sticks out to me. Great. Uh, so, Michael, where can our listeners pick up a copy of Walking Free and uh, what is coming up for you yeah. this spring, summer? Yeah, so anywhere you want to buy a book. Like it's at every bookstore. It's a, it's on Audible. Like it's on all the listening platforms. Uh, you can get it on Kindle. Like it's literally everywhere you want to buy a book. It should be floating around a shelf somewhere out there. And yeah, if you want to connect, then go to MichaelTaylor.com. We've got some tour dates coming up. I'm going out on tour with Mercy Me and Taya uh, starting up in March. Um, got a new EP coming out at the end of March. I'm very excited about six brand new songs. I'm just super, super stoked about it. I don't know if I've been this excited about a record uh, yet. And so I'm really, really stoked about these songs. And so, yeah, other than that, we'll be doing shows and, and hanging out so they can ha- catch me on all the socials at Michael Tyler Music pretty much everywhere. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's kind of what we're looking at. Awesome. So to wrap up, I'd like to see if you'd be willing to share something that God has been doing in your life recently that would help build our listeners' faith. Mm. You know, 
I am, I'm constantly learning that I can only be faithful to what's in front of me. Like that's it. I can, I, I cannot reserve faithfulness for another time. I cannot look back in time and go, because I said I, I was married to my wife 19 years ago, um, I can't be like, well, that means I'm faithful today. I can't. I have to actually be faithful to my wife today. I have to make that decision. So when my faithful Lord, it's me going, God, I'm doing the same thing now that I did when I was 20. I bought a guitar. When I was 18, I was a youth pastor. When I was 27, stepping out and trusting the Lord and going full time in music. When I was standing backstage and told that Phil Wickham was not showing up to a Phil Wickham show. It's like, God, whatever you put in front of me, I want to be faithful to. So right now, you may not be in the position that you want to be in. You may not be in the place that you want to be in, but just know that there is a God who loves you and has purpose right now for you exactly where you are. And that maybe even though it's just something small, he's giving you something to be faithful to. And it is all the more reason for you to be faithful. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Micah. And uh, like I said, pick up a copy of Walking Free wherever your uh, books are sold. Yeah. Uh, Micah Tyler, MicahTyler.com. Uh, to find out all your upcoming tour dates. And I will say, if you get that moment to open up for Garth and he doesn't show up, then I'm the next Garth Michael Brooks. Tyler show, you know? I, you come up through the stage on the fire and the I, flames. I'll believe there. that with you right now. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Got friends in low places. That, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Good guy. That's great. All right. Dude, thanks so much for having me, man. Thanks for listening. And thank you, Micah, again for chatting with us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you may listen. Please leave a five-star review if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. It's much appreciated. Follow us on all social media platforms at Christian Music Guys. We are a listener-supported podcast, and you become a part of our team financially at ChristianMusicGuys.com. We're so grateful for all of our supporters. While you're there, check out our latest blog. Thanks again, and we'll see you always next week.